En el nombre de un solo Dios, Creador, Redentor y Santificador. Amén. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. They made known. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. If one thing we can learn from the shepherds is that in the beginning, God created verbs. <laughs> That's right. God created, which is a verb, action words. And for people like me who are doers, that's great news. And then, God created stories. And a story is the shortest distance between humanity and the truth. My work as a director of a children's theater before I entered the monastery had to do with guiding children and adolescents in using their imagination to find the truth a story reveals. And the best way to do that is through the verbs. We may not be able to identify with the nouns in an old story, but the verbs are somehow usually timeless. When I hear about ancient Near Eastern shepherds, for instance, keeping watch over their flocks by night, it sounds lovely, but the truth of the matter is that I am thousands of years and thousands of miles removed from that world. As a 21st century U.S. American who has lived mostly in cities, and who was intimidated by cows and shepherds when I visited Scotland, which I hate to admit, I cannot identify with the ancient shepherds. It's a little bit of a stretch for me. But I know what it means to say, let's go now. I know what it means to find something out for myself, to see with my own eyes. I know what it is to tell what I've seen. I know about glorifying and praising God in a powerful moment of encountering Jesus. So here is a story for you that I made up based on stories I've heard before. Now you may not be able to relate to the nouns and the places, but I bet you will get the verbs. And I hope you will recognize the truth in it. There was once a Puerto Rican niño who wanted to meet Dios. The adults in the niño's life were perplexed, but promised to bring him to church on Christmas Day, where they assured him he could speak to Dios. 
But el niño knew in his heart that meeting Dios could surely happen sooner. It was summer, after all. <laughs> he remembered seeing a movie in la televisión about Dios and Jesús, who were on a beach. A beach that had no water, just sand. And where men wore long dresses and soldiers wore skirts. So he decided to go find that beach so that he could meet Dios. He packed his mochila with some food for the long journey. His mama had just cooked some pastelillos, so he loaded his mochila with those and a thermos of jugo de parcha. And off he went to find Dios. El niño traveled about half a mile and came upon not the beach, but the Plaza del Pueblo, where he met a viejita. She was sitting on a bench staring at Las Palomas. El niño sat down next to her and opened his mochila. He noticed that La Viejita seemed hungry, so he offered her one of his pastelillos and some jugo de parcha that she gratefully accepted. As they were eating together, La Viejita smiled fondly al niño. Her smile was so lovely that El Niño was overjoyed. The two of them sat there on that bench, eating pastelillos and drinking jugo de parcha, eating and smiling, but never said a word. After a while, El Niño got up to leave, but before he'd gone more than a few steps, he turned around and ran back to La Viejita and gave her a big hug. And La Viejita gave him the biggest smile he had ever seen. It was getting a bit late, and El Niño decided to return to the safety of his home. When his mamá saw him coming in, she was curious about the look of joy on her son's face. She asked him, Hijo, what did you do today that made you so happy? El Niño replied, I had lunch with Dios. And she has the biggest smile and the most beautiful smile I have ever seen. Meanwhile, La viejita, also radiant with joy, returned to her home. Su hija was curious about the look of peace on her mamá's face and asked her, Mami, what did you do today that made you so peaceful? La viejita replied, I ate pastelillos and drank jugo de parcha with Dios. And he is much younger than I expected. <laughs> it may be a sentimental little story, but so is the story of the nativity. And a story is just a story until we find the truth in it. The story of the Puerto Rican boy and the old lady on the town square tells a very important truth. We can see God 
in all sorts of ways and in all sorts of characters. Because as Julian of Norwich insisted, we are not just made by God, we are made of God. The Incarnation is about our realization, our welcome, our consent, our gratitude to the mystery that lives and breathes in, with, through, and beyond us. The distinction between the divine and the human, the holy and the ordinary, is blurred forever. The spiritual and the material coexist in the same body, in the same place. Our humanity, personal and corporate, is the instrument of God's work in this world. As we conjure up images of the newborn child, the mystery is born in our hearts once more. And how is that mystery revealed? It is revealed through human biology, human need, human tragedy huddled together to give birth. God dwells in the vivid details of the scandal of the Incarnation. Mary, a young teenager, probably 13 or 14 years old, in danger of facing the wrath of her community because she is pregnant. At best, her pregnancy renders her the object of gossip, scorn, and exclusion from her village. At worst, it places her at the risk of death by stoning. Joseph, confused, living in a land oppressed by enemies, homeless, unwelcome, struggling to find a safe place for Mary to give birth in a world full of injustice. The Nativity story, according to the anonymous story writer we call Luke, tells us that the news of the birth of the Savior comes first, not to the emperor or the powerful of the world, but to some shepherds on a field among the lowliest of the emperor's subjects, poor, illiterate, and thought to be dishonorable because they couldn't be home at night to, take, to protect their wives and families. They were outcasts and considered thieves because they grazed their flocks on other people's property. They get the news. So the nativity story tells a very important truth. God's alignment is always with the material, <clears throat> the embodied, the messy. God looks with favor on the real flesh and blood experiences of simple and singular human beings. But there is more. We are invited to learn from Mary's consent, from Joseph's humble obedience, and from the shepherd's curiosity and sense of urgency that anything and anyone can lead us to God. We are invited to look to everyone and everything as a revelation of God. All is gift. All is sacred. 
Because the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never, ever overcome it. Feliz Navidad, que así sea, en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amen.